This is the Life Truth Network. Quest for our Truth, Episode 394. <laughs> Health Sleep Podcast Network. HPN, in conjunction with Protectors of the Book, presents Quest for Truth. Now located at life-truth.com. Seeking the truth about God, faith, and Bible. Life Truth, comparing worldviews in a casual setting. Digging deep into the Bible and its challenges. Here are your podcast host deputies, Keith Heltsley and Nathan Caldwell. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Keith, and it's time, once again, for Quest for Truth. Hey, it's the podcast where we like to uh, sometimes take a, a role-playing look at worldviews. Sometimes we just like to look at the Bible. We like to talk about what's true and real in the world around us. That's how we make sense of things. So anyway, uh, today, though, being a solo episode, uh, I thought I would dig into some archives of stuff. I keep a list, and sometimes I don't always get to it all. Uh, and this week, I, my list comes from a devotional about prayer. Uh, and it, it, it depends how I attack this. It could be quite lengthy, but I'm, I'll probably cut it off. Uh, a good logical point here. But uh, I, I'm calling it rediscovering prayer. Because, hey, a prayer is a, a vital part of any Christian's life, any believer's life. And too often, it kind of falls by the wayside for any number of reasons. Sometimes it's not as bad as we think it is, and sometimes it's worse than we know it is. But, hey, before I get going, don't have a lot of introductory stuff. So, hey, I'll, I will uh, give this little pitch. We are part of the Christian Podcast Community, uh, christianpodcastcommunity.com. Org or or dot com I think both work but dot org or podcasts with an s dot striving for eternity dot com uh, I think all those uh, will resolve to the same page and anyway check out all the shows that are there there are a bunch of them so many you can't hardly shake a stick at them all as my parents might say <laughs> although I don't know what shaking sticks of things mean to help things along. But hey, go check them out, and you'll find shows that sound like this one. Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. How's everybody doing this morning? Nice morning here in Arizona. I'll keep us in prayer. I'll keep you guys in prayer. Uh, this is Pastor Dominic Romaldi, Street Talk Theology. We take theology and we bring it to the streets. God bless God. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. 
And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Thoroughly Equipped is part of Striving for Eternity's Christian podcast community. Striving for Eternity is a Christ-centered ministry focused on equipping people for eternity by assisting Christians to have an eternal perspective on life. They strive to bring evangelism, discipleship, apologetics, and Christian living together for the purpose of eternal preparation by exalting God, edifying and equipping the saints, and evangelizing the lost. They provide speakers, online articles, online courses, books, podcasts, and other theological resources, all centered on God's Word. To find out more, go to strivingforeternity.org. And to listen to other podcasts, go to podcast.strivingforeternity.org. I pray that their resources bless you as they have blessed me as we live our lives day by day, praising and glorifying God. Main Topic Okay, let's go ahead and get going here. As mentioned, uh, I'm calling this Rediscovering Prayer. The actual devotion is taken from a book called The Lost Discipline That Can Change Your Life. Uh, I don't have the author name at handy at this point. I'll get it here before we get done. Uh, and I will, put, uh, I will put a link uh, in the show notes so you can, get, you can refer to the entire book. Uh, this is just a, a, a brief devotional sample of the things you'll find in the book. So go buy the book. I don't get any money from it, <laughs> but support the author. Hey, tell him how you, fi- you found his book. Uh, I'm sure he'll give you a, one of those dumb looks and say, where, who? <laughs> because we're just so well known out there on the internet. Uh, anyway, uh, now I've kind of modified this a little bit to add my own uh, notes and outline info to it. Uh, but to introduce this, uh, you know, sometimes, and I've felt this way before, do you ever feel like your prayers just don't make it through the ceiling? They just kind of get stuck hanging up at the top of the room. Well, there's times it feels that way. And we'll get into uh, some things of why. I mean, for one thing, I mean, scriptures uh, reveal that prayer is an effective tool. But you have to ask the question, why does it sometimes seem kind of practically meaningless and a waste of time? Uh, well, uh, as mentioned, check out that book, A Lost Discipline That Can Help Change. Well, let me read it so I don't, don't get the title wrong. <laughs> the Lost Discipline That Can Help Change Your Life. There we go. How's that for a segue into Lord Teach Us to Pray? This is the first point I want to talk about. Is uh, if we look at uh, Luke 11, uh, verses 1 through 4, I'm going to read this from the New American Standard Bible. Uh, it happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. Uh, what? And he said to them, when you pray, 
say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves, more time, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation as oh, a cute accent. <laughs> I'm like Joe Biden, I read the teleprompter. <laughs> now you notice in that familiar um, quoting of the opening verses of the Lord's Prayer, there's a couple phrases that are missing. Before I go on to the short Bible translation of Bunny Trail, uh, the reason why is that actually in original manuscripts, those certain beloved phrases just do not appear. In fact, they don't appear for about a thousand years after the time of Christ. Uh, and they were clearly injected by a scribe who had, was you know, transcribing the Bible. Uh, but they kind of stuck. Not that they're bad. They, they do add a little bit of uh, you know, worship to the prayer. But that's the way the prayer more or less reads in its original form. Now, if you like those verses, uh, mainly I think it's the King James that continues to retain those. Uh, most other versions, such as this, the NASB from 1977, it does drop them off. I think there is some bracketed remarks, uh, possibly in a footnote. Uh, sometimes I find that annoying. Sometimes I would rather just have them insert it and put it in brackets. But uh, just I want to explain that. But hey, we're not here to talk about uh, Bible translations and crosswords over stuff like that. Let's talk about Jesus prayed often. And we see that from that prayer, you know, uh, you know from the setting of the prayer, because they were asking him how to pray. Uh, and clearly he prayed. Uh, he prayed everywhere. He prayed in every situation. He prayed while teaching the, the crowds, as we saw in that uh, scripture. He prayed before walking on water. Um, of course, in John's gospel, I don't recall that, but possibly other gospels do. Uh, he prayed before selecting his disciples. Uh, he prayed before feeding the 5,000. He certainly did do that. Uh, he even prayed after to get away from the crowd. We're going to read more on that in a second. But he even prayed on, on his last dying breath on the cross. Uh, so he, prayer was definitely a driving force in his life. He sought out opportunities to get away from the busyness of life. Uh, here's another scripture for you. Uh, from Luke 5, 15 and 16, again from the NASB. Uh, but the news about him was spreading even farther, and large crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. So now in other places in, in Luke, uh, Jesus is described as healing all who came to him. If there was, if there was a multitude of 6,000 after feeding everybody, it doesn't say he healed them. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if the, the crowds stretched uh, innumerably. He healed all who came to him. Imagine what that would take out of you to stand there for hours and well into the evening healing people. 
Uh, well, Jesus recharged his batteries by getting away from it all. He went to the wilderness to pray. He isolated himself. Uh, and he just, he, in other words, he set aside the time. He took the time to just get away from it and pray. And this is one area where we kind of are lacking, at least sometimes I am, because you just get so busy. It's like, I don't have time. I, I, I lock myself in my office, my bedroom. Uh, you know, often I, I don't do a lot of driving anymore. <laughs> People who know me know why. Don't let blind guys have a driver's license, let's put it that way. But I used to do a lot of driving, and that, to me, was ideal time to pray because I'm you know, sitting in my little car, in my little comfy office, as it were. It wasn't really office, but it seemed like it sometimes. And while you're in traffic, you pray. Instead of road rage, you pray for that driver <laughs> to get that on the straight. Uh, you sit there and you think about what's happening at home, what's happening with the kids, what's happening with the friend. Uh, and you just go through, and it's a good time to uh, focus on some prayer. I mean, you don't have to close your eyes, clearly. Uh, although sometimes driving in St. Louis traffic, you want to. <laughs> but you, anytime, anytime that you can step away, uh, recharge. I mean, if you do have a wilderness to go into like Jesus did, uh, take that time to get away from it all and pray. Uh, busy. Now, here's another one, doubt. Uh, oh, real quick. Busy, uh, moms with young kids. Uh, I don't want to tell you, uh, go in the bathroom, the door, lock it, sit on the floor, put your back against the door. <laughs> it's hard when you're surrounded by kids all the time. But do your best you know, to take time to find a time to pray. Anyway, back to uh, doubt. Well, what about doubt? Doubting in the power of prayer? Uh, well, here's three things to remember. Um, number one, God delights in our prayer. God wants to hear from us. He wants us to sit down and tell him what we're doing. God answers prayer. After all, he is the supreme ruler of everything. He wants to answer our prayer, number two. Uh, number three, God works through prayer. Now, God can work without your prayer. And if you don't pray, he, he will. But don't make him <laughs> it, participate in the answer. Uh, pray. You know, often in the Old Testament, it says that when the people were oppressed, they cried out. And God heard, and he answered them. Now, if they weren't crying out under oppression, God would say, well, how much more can you guys take? How much more? How much more? And then when they got to the point of their oppressed and praying, that's when God worked. When people were asking for an answer, and he gave them the answer. If you're not asking for the answer, what good would it tell me? Do to tell me uh, the answer to Abraham Lincoln or you know, five <laughs> you don't know what the, what the question is because you haven't came up with it yet. Uh, if you're playing Jeopardy, I'm sure you could probably figure something out. But anyway, neither here nor there. Back to the, the uh, emotional here. Uh, the next point is how do most Christians pray? Um, and let me refer real quick to Colossians uh, chapter 2, verse 4. 
devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Oh, there's a clue. Uh, but there's actually five typical ways uh, that people pray. Um, one, people tend to pray for someone else. And that is a very common way. You, you pray for that troublesome kid <laughs> in the school uh, not doing their math assignment. or uh, You pray for the people. You know. uh, the other second way is we ask for God's help in a particular situation. You know, maybe there's a, an illness that sprung up, uh, an unexpected uh, disease or, or situation at work or something. Uh, number three, we express thanks or gratitude. And we should tell God that we're thankful. You know, thankful for our uh, food to eat. Without it, we'd starve. We're thankful for the house to live in. This time of year, you'd be getting awful cold out there uh, or wet from the snow. I've been there too. <laughs> No fun. Uh, you know, you're thankful for your car. And I've been without a car. It's kind of difficult to walk, but hey, you do what you got to do. Uh, uh, four, people commonly ask for help in changing something about your, themselves. You know, I need to go on a diet, which I really do. Uh, part of it is just me being fat and lazy. <laughs> Come on, God, maybe we'll not stop being so fat and lazy. Give me something. Anyway, you, you got to take a little bit of ownership in that particular thing. But there are times, you know, you're trying maybe to, to quit a habit, smoking or something. And that can be hard uh, to do. And sometimes you do need to draw on the outside power of God to help get you through the ragged emotional times with that. Um, and then five, um, praying about the wrong things that we've done that we fall under confession you, you, you have some regret over your wild and woolly days as a youngster um, but if in the first Peter chapter 5 uh, verse 7 again in the NASB casting all your anxieties on him for because he cares for you I think I might have misquoted that because he cares for you, I read it right. I knew it. Not really. <laughs> or I wouldn't have read it again. <laughs> uh, and also, again, in Colossians uh, 4, 2, let me remind you of that, is devote yourselves in prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. We should be grateful. Uh, sometimes we pray because we have to. It's, it's the dutiful thing to do. But be thankful about it. I mean, earnestly, be thankful. Grateful would be a good word. Um, another point here, and I was almost going to cut it off before I got this far, but it gets us some pretty good ground, and that is believe. Well, we talked about earlier about doubt, but the one element of prayer is you go into it with the attitude of belief. Now, one thing people say, oh, there's nothing to faith. It's all, you know, uh, ideologies and it's all, you know, there's nothing tangible to it. But by definition, Christianity is about faith. It's about belief. Because uh, if you're going to be a Christian, uh, you know, for God so the world, all, that all who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It, it hinges on all who believe. 
all through the Gospels, the path to salvation is this. Repent, confess, believe. Or maybe confess and repent. You confess your sins first, you repent of them not doing them again, and then you believe. That's it. You don't have to do any works. Belief is all about. It defines what Christianity is. I'm sure other religions too. You there's you, at some point you have to derail your thought process off of a tangible uh, scientific method. You know, put it in my hand to prove it. Thing. At some point, faith always comes down to a matter of belief. So go into prayer with the matter of. Belief. Find my button. Lost my button. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Behind the scenes, yeah. <laughs> but where was I here? Oh yeah, I was going to read scripture. <laughs> um, and that'll be James one six. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like uh, the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the winds. Now, doesn't mean we shouldn't doubt at all. I mean, this is what we're talking about, doubting that prayer works. Well, there is room for doubt, but let's let's focus on belief right now. Uh, but doubts are... Let, let me kind of read this from this uh, devotional. <laughs> it talks about... Uh, stalks like it's uh, uh, stalks its prey like a lion. It moves slowly in the background. It it's possible impossible to be seen or heard. Then, at just the right moment, it pounces and overtakes us. This is describing doubt. Do you ever feel like you have doubts? You don't really know they're there until like that scene in uh, Jurassic Park, and suddenly there's a rustling in the bushes, and ta-da! The Velociraptor, you're dead. <laughs> That's the way that seems to gang up on us. Now, and sometimes you don't even realize or think much about it. You, you've, you've accepted all this uh, faith uh, and belief, and someone throws you a whammy and says, well, what about, uh, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Well, will you slavery or the way they treat women uh, or, or genocide? That's what we're looking for. It's all in the Bible. How do you justify that? It's like, um, and maybe you suddenly your doubts jump up and smack you in the face. Well, those are difficult teachings. But if you really look at what's being taught there, they're not teaching that it's the right thing to do. In fact, it's teaching you that by you know, human nature, you're going to have those things, but the proper way to deal with those things. And that's, that's a really fast nutshell answer. We can get a, a whole other podcast episode on that. Um, but, you know, all it takes is just one little critique, and suddenly we doubt God, suddenly we question our friendships, um, and just one day without a miraculous sign, and we doubt God is really there. And I had to laugh when I read that, because if you're in belief for miraculous signs every day of your Christian life, uh, good luck. Uh, I've been a Christian since a long time ago. That's one thing I noticed even before I was a Christian, that miracles don't fall out of the sky just because you want them to. By definition, it wouldn't be a miracle. It would be supernatural. It would just be the way nature works. 
Uh, and so it doesn't happen, and don't expect it to happen. And when it does happen, you know, pray to God, give him thanks, give him glory, worship him for that. But don't, if if your life isn't filled with miracles, maybe you're believing for the wrong reasons. And maybe you should start on a different lesson about salvation and not this one. But hey, prayer will get you there. Uh, but God isn't tossed around by the wind. He's constant and steady, even though it doesn't look like it, even though you don't feel it. God is always a constant, steady factor. Uh, in Jeremiah 17 and 18, I'm sorry, um, 17 verses 7 and 8. I, I had that almost backwards. Uh, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by this that extends its roots by the stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green, and it will not be anxious in the year of drought or cease to yield fruit. So if you are a man who believes in God or a woman who believes in God and believes God, you have faith and you have a strong faith. You're like this tree who has a source of water that people can't see. You don't get your water from the rainfall. You get some. But whenever the rain dries up, you still have that hidden source that people don't know about. People are drying up and they're withering and here's this tree with the leaves still giving the fruit because you are like that when you develop this relationship through belief and prayer uh, with God. Uh, there are, are, it says, five steps to prayer, and I'll probably uh, end when I get through this. But let's see what these five items are. The first one is praise. Whenever you uh, go into pray, uh, praise God. Uh, list out uh, all those uh, blessings in life. List out the powerful things uh, that, that you can see God working in your life to pray for. Uh, and just recognize the powerful ways God is working on our behalf. You know, he protects us to keep us safe every day. There are so many unseen dangers around us that sometimes we don't realize that. Uh, and it even recommends calling him by the powerful names the Bible uses. For example, Abba, Father, King of Kings, Creator, Savior. Now, first, Abba, that means, you know, Daddy, Father. Those are powerful names. Well, you know, we have a biological parent that we call father or daddy, but we have God himself as our spiritual father. How, how powerful is that? Uh, the, uh, the next part is thanks. We already talked about this some. Uh, thank God for uh, all the, the wonderful blessings he gave today, the ones he's going to give tomorrow. Count those blessings. They do that song, Count Your Many Blessings, and they one by one. It, if you stop and think about that, write them out, you, you might find you have more than what you know. Oh, the bunny trail real quick before we're going. There's a particular radio host a long time ago. I think he might be passed away now. But he said uh, that he would write down on a word processor file all the things he really loved about his wife. They just list them out. Every little thing, you know, her color of her hair, her smile, 
way he cooked the food, any, anything that he could think of the, the ways he loved his wife. And his son asked him one day, what do you do that for? And he goes, because on the days I don't love your mom, I come in here and read this list. <laughs> That's a pretty good advice. Anyway, back on track. Uh, but uh, confession is a good thing to practice in prayer. Uh, you know, after we've given all these th- matters of thanks, be honest with God. Tell him about struggles. Tell him about pain. And this devotional recommends if the words are too hard to speak, stay quiet. He knows what you're going through. Now, let me pause here, too, and say there's been times in my life where, I mean, literally, I was homeless. I didn't have a house. I had to stay in somebody else's camper in January. Uh, Not fun. Very little heat. (laughs) No running water. I had to go elsewhere to take a shower and use you know, bathroom facilities. Uh, but And so I would get up in the morning and get dressed and sit there at the little camper table and shiver and open up a Bible. And like this thing says, uh, you I would read the Psalms and I would just quietly agonize over these words, you know, because God knows I'm going to. But it reached a boiling point one day. And I had to be honest with God. And I told him in no uncertain words about what I thought about my struggles and my pain. And words I probably can't can't repeat here. (laughs) Not that they were bad words. uh, But it was definitely full of rage and uh, annoyance that, why is this going on? And uh, did it fix the problem? No, not right away. But I, I let God know. Uh, not that he didn't know what I was going through, but I was able to let God know. And if you read some of those Psalms, David does the same thing. He rages at God, you know, break their teeth and uh, all, all manner of things, uh, some pretty graphic, harsh things. Uh, but in the end, he comes full circle almost all the time. I think it's a Psalm or two where he don't. But it comes full circle back to praising God. Uh, the next thing to do in prayer is to petition. This is what we typically think of, at least I do when I pray, um, is that you finally begun to align your heart with God after all of that emotion. And now you can start to uh, share your needs and desires, lift up others as well. So this is where you finally, you've got your heart and your mind and your spirit in line with God. And now you can start bringing him the little things, uh, uh, those needs and desires. Uh, There's this factor of submission. Uh, Just seek God's will, not your own. Uh, As that verse, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, as the song adds. <laughs> uh, seek, always seek God's will first. Uh, don't be self-seeking. Uh, and that is where I think it will stop. And it's also the, the end of that short five-element list uh, to be doing in prayer. Now, when it gets back to doubt, let me, let me end on that. I kind of started with that. Uh, I... About the time Nathan Caldwell, my co-host, became ordained as a 
pastor, I, about the week or month before, I forget when, uh, my church ordained me as a deacon. Now, I don't currently serve because we, we switched churches and they have plenty of deacons and they don't need to have me. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but part of what I would do is in the morning service, they let me do the in, you know, opening prayers and some of the welcoming things. And one thing I would do is I would at least spend a couple of minutes asking, is there a prayer request? And we'd pray for that and get, get going. And one lady says, I'm going to pray for my nephew who's got diabetes. You know, we pray for him all the time. It's like nothing happens. Doubt. We pray for him all the time when nothing happens. He's got diabetes. He needs to be what? I ask. He needs to be healed. Are you praying for him to be healed? Because sometimes God doesn't intend for that. You know, sometimes he puts on us a lifelong disability or medical condition. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. No one knows what it is or was. Uh, you name it, an ailment, and people will say that's what it was. Everything from blindness, because he, when he would write with his own hand, he would know it because the letters were formed in a particular way. Uh, everything from physically being beaten there to death many times. He was probably physically scarred. He probably wasn't the best-looking guy around. <laughs> probably had facial bones were broken, other bones that weren't set well. He probably had arthritis like you couldn't imagine. What was his thorn in the flesh? Why didn't God take it away? He prayed for it. That's fine. Uh, you know, if you were to pray for, in this case, this woman's uh, diabetic nephew, you know, pray for God. Could you please take this out of his life? But if God says no, then can you at least bless him in some other way? And God will, and he does. Uh, I, I had told her maybe we shouldn't be asking for him to be healed as our primary goal. How about if we just ask that God shows him how to live with it? Certainly he needs medication. Does he have finances for medication? That's a, a good prayer request. Maybe he'll get a job. Maybe he'll have a donor. Maybe he'll receive some uh, benefit there. But it's not what we pray for sometimes that makes our prayers not be answered. It's what we pray for. It's not that, that we're not concerned or praying. But are you praying for the right thing? Does that make sense when it comes to doubt? Are you praying for the right thing? Uh, the situation may not be a changeable one. You know, sometimes you just have to learn what can be fixed and fix it, and what can't be fixed to work around it. So the correct prayer would be help this person work around it, help them grow their faith around it. So that's what I have on that. But uh, to kind of wrap this up a little bit, so if you do get this book, some of the other areas the author talks about is, a, is you know, con confession and prayer, living a victorious living, uh, worry, uh, praying for anything. Uh, the Lord's Prayer, that's always, we, we did a whole podcast on that our, our, ourselves way back in our early days. Maybe we should do it again. Prayer for others. Praying the Psalms, that's always a good thing. That, that's what I did sitting in my borrowed camper. <laughs> was praying through the Psalms. Uh, if you don't know what to pray, pray that. Pray a written prayer. 
if you if you have uh, the old uh, it was it fifteen twenty two whatever year it was prayer book of the old uh, Catholic or Anglican Church or something. There's some good prayers in there. Just because they're, they're Catholic doesn't make them bad prayers. Uh, but when all things seem lost, pray continually. And that is where I'm going to end with that. And I am looking to see, because I know I have this written down here. Ah, here we go. Uh, and if you'd like to know more about this book, you can purchase the book at the store located at store dot oh back to the bible dot org okay so it's a, a store dot back to the bible dot org I'll, I'll post the exact link on, on the website uh, but that's all I got and this is oh it's actually a tract this devotional came from a tract I know I got it from somewhere but it's based on a book so uh, go check out the book uh, I don't know like I said we don't get any money from the book I don't even know who the author is uh, I, I, I it is written down on my sheet here but I, I don't know him. But check it out and see what you think. And with all of that, uh, hey, why don't we have a quick final word from the folks there at Christian Podcast Community. And we will be out of here in just a moment. You are listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about today's issues from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. Without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Here's your host, Wade Lentz and Harold Smith. Thank you for joining us on the Patriot Pastor podcast today. I'm your co-host, Harold Smith. We have a real treat today. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Commands of Christ, presented by Nathan Caldwell. It's love, just flat out love. And love your love god love the lord with all your heart all your soul all your mind the first and greatest commandment of course the second one love your neighbor as yourself as yourself you know somebody might be asking do you have to love your neighbor to be saved no that's not how you be saved but i'm telling you sometimes you might have to be saved to love your neighbor <laughs> that was commands of Christ, presented by Nathan Collins. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts, this is Squirrel Chatter. 
And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with us. I am your squirrel, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. Squirrel Chatter is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the public reading of Scripture. Please remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not to do. Do everything you do for the glory of the Lord. And we'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster. Okay, well, uh, that is really all I got to say, and uh, maybe we'll get uh, Nathan Caldwell back in. We're running into the busy time of year with the holidays coming up, Thanksgiving's coming up, and Christmas is coming up, and I need to make a final check on my uh, our project folder for our uh, drama that we keep tabs on, because I think I have all the parts in there, and if I don't, maybe I can fill in some gaps or get somebody who can. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they're there, so uh, maybe I'll start working on that over the course of the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Should be fun, and uh, that's all I got. So, yeah, here comes uh, our host, Anthony, our announcer, voice of the podcast, Anthony Russo. Uh, oh, by the way, I heard there's another Anthony Russo. He's supposed to be a comedian. I'm pretty sure he's not a Christian. But this is not that Anthony Russo. This is the, the good Anthony Russo. <laughs> so take it away. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Visit life-truth.com where you can find all our shows. Leave a message or call our voicemail number at 401-753-4844. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life truth page. Follow us on Twitter at HPN Cast, capital H, capital P, capital N, capital C, A S T. Everything Nathan Caldwell does can be found at facebook.com forward slash protectors of the book. Music in the show is used by permission of Kevin Zerby at zerbinator.wordpress.com. May God richly bless you. May you find everything you need. And if you don't know Jesus, your greatest need is a Savior. Thanks for listening.